0: Welcome to The Stack, a weekly podcast where we discuss the latest in the world of marketing, sales, and tech so that you can cut through all the noise and know which developments you should be paying attention to. I'm Sean Henry, your host.
1: I'm Tim Stabrowski, one of your gorgeous (laughs) co-hosts. I'm the best co-host, Ryan Sylvester.
0: Ah, okay. We'll see about that. (laughs) And um, today is, what, Thursday, October 11th, 2018. It's episode number
2: 25.
0: Twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. Big number fun.
1: time. We're
0: having fun. Yeah. Not twenty third. <laughs> no, not twenty third. So last week Tim had a, a lovely typo in our our notes, and it kind of threw me off a bit. But <laughs> typo free this week. How's your week
2: going, guys? That's because I prepared the notes. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, it's it's I am honestly really shocked that today's Thursday because it feels like Monday. Yeah. Every yep. day working with you feels like Monday. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus.
2: All right. No, I'm good. It, yeah. It's raining. So I don't like the rain, but yeah, whatever. No, I'm with you. I'm mm. with you.
0: So last week was kind of dull in terms of new developments and news. I felt,
2: but well, this we've week made is, up for it. Well, yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. made up for it for sure. Um, lots of good stuff. This one week. of the coolest things. Well, not, I don't know if it's like huge, but it's cool to me. Mm-hmm. Um, is Facebook came out with the portal, so the portal and the portal plus. So a little snippet from their article says, what if you could easily connect with your closest friends and family and feel like you're in the same room? So like FaceTime, <laughs> right. mean, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. So we have a picture of the of the two products in the show notes and basically what it is, it's like this stand with a big iPad attached to it, but it has some cool features. So it has like the smart camera So it stays in action. So when you're talking to someone, it follows your face, keeps Mm. you in the frame, Mm. and has smart sound. So it minimizes background noise and enhances your voice at the same time. Um, It has voice control. It's connected to Alexa. So you have like hands-free control. Start a video, much like talking to Google Home. So like, hey, portal, call mom, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, And they made a, they put a huge emphasis on the security. Mm. Just because of all the things that have been happening in the last few months. So, you can disable the camera and mic with a single tap. It's passcode protected. And they also spell out in their documentation, which I have a link to in the notes, um, all the information that the portal is receiving while you're using it. So, I don't like it. <laughs> and Neither do I. Yeah, I, and I'm not going to... All these videos show people using it in their kitchen. Right. And I don't understand and there's a um, well I think
0: like when people have lengthy conversations i think it, it often is in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, the kitchen
2: for a lot of people is like the
0: hub. Yeah. Like social hub. Yeah. Um but i think it's a really cool product but i am just
2: bothered by facebook as of late so i just yeah. i really
0: struggle to see myself. Plus the small one which the,
2: isn't really worth it because if when you look at the larger uh the portal plus yeah. It, it does much more and uh, the larger one is 350 and the smaller one is 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. So
1: I'll be honest with where my apprehension um, comes in and it has to do also with, with their bigger push for messenger for kids. Um, I'm all fine with me and like other adults opting into these things and, you know, sharing our data and, you know, we sort of know more what we're getting into. But you put a device in front of a kid. They don't get it. Right. They don't know what they're yeah. getting themselves into. They're right. just going to use it because it's cool and it's helpful and, you know, it makes life easier. And then before you know it, they're a product. And that makes me nervous. Well, don't you have, you
2: have to have a Facebook, right, <laughs> to use it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like the, the kid would have to have a Facebook account.
1: Right. Well, yeah. But I mean, like with, with the push to like Messenger for kids, like it's something oh, that, It's oh, that's well, something that Facebook hey, yeah. wants. Yeah, you know, true. It's just. It bothers me.
0: It's not, you're, you're not doing anything you're not already doing though. Yeah. I mean, our, our laptops all have cameras, our phones have cameras, you know, people are doing Snapchat and whatever. Um, so it's not like we're not already communicating via video. This is more of a, I don't know.
1: The difference. I think it's more natural. The difference for me is that like when I buy, I buy my phone, like the phone is the product. Yeah with Facebook data is the product advertising is the product right, right. so it just that's it, a good point it yeah. skeeves me skeeves me out Google <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I mean it well Google released their own they, yeah they just, answered
0: to that basically yeah hours it's, later. it's
2: basically yeah the answer so it's the Google home hub which yeah. I love Google but I don't really like it either I'm, I'm, well, I don't know. And it's, it's, I'll tell you why in a second. Well, but. so what,
1: what do they say about the Google Home, home Hub? So to quote the, um, the article, the announcement, the building blocks of the smart home connected lights, plugs, and other gadgets have been around for years, but they were strung together by a variety of confusing protocols. It wasn't until Amazon's Echo And it's accompanying Alexa virtual assistant came along that the smart home started to make sense. We didn't need just smart devices. We also needed voice controls and seamless interoperability between devices. Basically, we needed a proper home ecosystem. And the Google Home Hub is Google's answer to that.
2: Here's why I like it. I like it because it's 150 bucks. So the answer is cheaper than the Facebook and the Amazon. What was the Echo something? What did we just talk about? I don't even know it existed Um, because I don't know that anyone that has it. The thing. Show? Yeah. Yeah. Show, I believe. So here's why I like it. So it's got a a nice display, two speakers. It's probably loud, I'm assuming. And, (laughs) you know, if you have other Google Homes in your house, it's good. But the biggest benefit to having this is if you have the automatic locks and the lights, the smart lights and all the smart gadgets to make your home smart because that's where it really pays off. But in order to get there, you have to spend the 150 bucks. Then you got to spend to get the lock and the cameras and the lights and the this and the that. And that's where I see the benefit.
0: I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty big user of my uh, Google calendar. Um, I rely on Google maps pretty much every day. Um, so I mean a lot of just the integration with the other, the rest of the Google, you know, Platform, universe, I guess, yeah. um, is pretty huge. We have a uh, Chromecast on on all of our TVs, so it's just like a nice central hub for all things Google, which I love. So I'm I'm very excited about it.
1: And it's sorry.
0: Well, I was just gonna say, like as I was watching their announcement, um, I forget what the event is called, but this is where they announce all the new Google hardware. So they announced a new phone, yeah, like a number of different things. Um, they made a point in saying that we deliberately left the camera off the device out of security concerns. So you don't have to think twice about putting this in your bedroom
2: or whatever it might be. That's nice of Google. Thanks Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I say, I don't like it. I'm still going to buy it. But the reason yeah. I don't like it is because I'm going to be forced to spend all the extra money to get the lights and the lock and the, everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. You well, know, we, we were talking have about to the have it now.
0: Night. Yep. We're, um, my wife and I were getting, we're gonna so does this mean sadly we're getting drop hundreds thousands, oh, yeah. thousands
1: of dollars. So like from, smart home technology. Um, I, I, for me, this is just like the natural oh. next step from, like the Google home, the Google home mini it's, you know, it's voice search, um, supplemented with video. Mm-hmm. Um, just the next step. I like it. I, and which is really weird because I hate the Facebook product, <laughs> yeah. but it's essentially the same thing, I, except it also integrates with, I wish it had a charging products. station though, <laughs> instead of, instead of like plugged,
2: plugged in yeah. because then, you know, they advertise, Oh, bring it in your kitchen. You can use it here, here, here. Like I'm not going to buy three of these things. Thing. I think they're assuming most people will. I'm not going to. Yeah. So well, Google I mean, is going to miss out well, <laughs> on it's, my so
1: 300 bucks. If you look at the pricing, it's actually very, um, very comparable to the Google Home. Right. Um. The, yeah. the different, yeah. um, th- there are three models, right? Of the Google Home. Um. Well, I guess this would be the third, I believe. Oh, no, there are. The yeah, th- there th- are. Mini right, Pro right. or whatever. Yep. Um, so in uh, ask, Sean, how many do you have? Too many. I've, I've got a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I have two in my house. Yeah. Mm. Um, what, what I'm kind of intrigued
0: about with all this stuff is just, you know, how can I, how can I take advantage of it as a marketer?
2: Mm.
0: You know, what, um, how does that change the way people are looking for content on YouTube, for example? Um, and how can we make sure our videos are optimized to be that first choice when, uh, you know, Google decides to play
1: a, a video on,
0: you know, in response to your request.
1: Um, so. Well, and similarly, like what we talked about last week, um, or two weeks ago with the new, like Google stories kind of thing where they're automatically pre, you know, creating pre canned video, um, for certain searches. Um, I think that backs really well into this. Totally. Yeah. I'm excited. And I'm going to buy all of them. Are we going to get one for the
0: office? (laughs) I I, I want to, but I see no reason for us to have it in the office. Oh, Uh, professional development. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So moving on, uh, more Google news. Google officially announced the death of Google Plus. Oh, yeah. The death that people have been forecasting since the day it was born. Are you sad? Um, no, because I haven't logged into Google plus in probably two years now. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, I did, I was a big fan when it came out. I thought it was great. I thought it was so much better than Facebook and all that. And for a while when people were using it, I think it was, but they stopped using it.
1: The only post that I have on uh, my Google plus, Google plus account is, and it's just so stupid. So this is the face that the war on Facebook takes. <laughs> it's very
0: deep in 2011. <laughs> yeah, uh, and well, well. So some good things have come out of Google Plus, uh, Google Hangouts, for example. Um, you know, whether you you use Google Hangouts or or something like it, it drove innovation in other video chat products. So um, definitely, some good came from it. It wasn't a total wash, but yeah, obviously, it's been a, a ghost town for for quite some time. Um but the the real story here is that announcement came uh, in response to the fact that they had a security breach a few months ago, right At the same time that uh, Facebook was getting all this scrutiny with the Cambridge Analytica news. And um, they chose not to tell people about it. Now, you know, you look at the list of information that um, was exposed, uh, and potentially vulnerable to people to access. It was things like, "What's your nickname? What's your secondary email address?" Things like that. Um, so I don't think it's super sensitive stuff, but um, they chose not to tell their users, and I think that's that's obviously a bad thing. That breaks yeah. your trust with the, the product, and you know impacts your use in Google products. So that was disappointing to to read about. Um, but it sounds like there's no evidence hackers actually got to it. It's just that it was impossible for them to. So, you know, it was a risk.
2: What hackers want my nickname? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So what? what's strange to me, like that I'm noticing about myself as I'm thinking about this, is it the fact that Google Plus was, was hacked, even if, you know, the fact that Google was hacked, to me, um, it doesn't bother me as much as when I learned that, about the 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 issues with Cambridge Analytica and Facebook, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I feel like for me personally, a part of that has to do with the value that Google offers and the value that I've gotten out of Google compared point. to what yeah. I, you know, what I what do I get out of Facebook? Yeah, videos. Yeah, so a, a part of me wonders, you know, is, in mentally, is that a trade off I'm willing to accept?
0: My whole thing with the Facebook thing is. I don't know why everybody was so stunned by that because that's always been obvious to me that all yeah. these like, you know, apps and games that you're plugging into, you're, you're basically just selling yourself to advertisers, mm-hmm. you
1: know? Yeah. But you don't want to know what kind of grilled cheese sandwich you are. <laughs> I answered all of those quizzes back in 2000 I'd never answered a single one. Ever. I'm so ready to delete
2: the app. I, I, yeah. I'm just, there's one there got to be one more thing, I guess. Oh,
0: Interesting. boy. Interesting. So bye-bye Google. Plus
2: I'm okay with it. Good riddance.
0: This one was fun. This came from Rand Fishkin. We analyzed every Twitter account following Donald Trump. 61% are bots, spam, inactive, or propaganda. And, um, this is a, a new tool that Rand Fishkin, um, CEO of Spark Toro, uh, rolled out there. Uh, basically allows you to plug in your Twitter account and see what percentage of your followers are real versus fake. And uh it turns out the the presidents are mostly fake. What do you guys think about that?
1: Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um it's it's interesting. Um I I don't know I don't know the application to it. Um besides I mean like I like if, if you if you are someone who uses really leverages your social media accounts um, as a part of your amplification network, it's helpful to have that kind of information so you can you can clean up um, your contacts, your database, and you can you know, have a better understanding of, of mm-hmm. who you're actually connected to. But I mean, like I'll outside of marketers, sure. this is for marketers. So
0: the, the their, yeah. his solution Spark Toro. It's um, it's going to be a tool for identifying influencers. So as marketers, um, a very potentially valuable channel for us uh, to tap into is influencers in our space. So You know, who do our targeted customers uh, listen to value input from, et cetera. How can we identify those people and, you know, establish some relationship with them so that they can help promote our brand or share our message or collaborate in some way. Um, And that is really tough to do. Find out who are those um, influencers who, you know, are being listened to and have pull with a certain segment. Um, A lot of influencers... Just kind of sell their value on the number of followers that they have. It's fair. Yeah. So like if 61% of those 61 million people following you are fake, you're not actually that influential. How many um, followers does he have total? Oh, I don't know. Millions, millions. Obviously he's influential, right? Right. But, um, I was just curious. Just like an interesting example. Um, and they, they, they didn't just look at Donald Trump. They looked at uh, Barack Obama. They looked at Ted Cruz, um, Mike Pence, uh, who else is in the list? Al Gore, um, uh, Mitch McConnell. And, you know, many of them have a, a pretty high percentage of, uh, of fake followers. Um, and it's just interesting to to see, but Twitter's recently said that the whole follower count thing is, was a bad idea. They shouldn't have labeled it. Um, right. They shouldn't have put it there right on your, your Twitter profile because it put too much emphasis on how many people are following this person versus like how, influential they actually are
2: right right so. and uh, uh, knowing a little bit of the background there i know that twitter has shifted their guidelines a little bit and it's not all dependent on the number of followers you have to be considered an influencer and get the badge and
1: everything like that so interestingly go ahead taylor swift only has 34 percent fake followers <laughs> oh god <laughs> So you. So anyone actually,
2: can anyone can go on here and. Well, just put their, you can check your own.
1: You can't check others. Uh, oh, he, well, he has. I just, a, I just checked Taylor Swift. Oh, so you can check others. It makes it. You're not supposed to be able to. <laughs> oh. Um It seems like a bug. Oh, interesting. Because I just put in her thing and I said, "Do you grant access to analyze your profile?" I said yes, and it analyzed Taylor Ooh, Swift's profile for me. So, Rand Fishkin, you might want to fix that. <laughs> but he does.
0: He wraps it up. He says one final note. Um, while Donald Trump probably only reaches 20 to 25 million, which is still a lot of people. Um, Twitter accounts directly press media and other social media users amplify his messages to reach a broader group, but for this account and for others, the direct use of the published follower numbers on Twitter are pretty poor estimate of true reach. So there you go.
2: I just analyzed mine. I have 20%. Oh yeah. Yep. I which should check mine. Is you have 17 fake total. followers. Where it is fake followers. Yeah. yeah. It's, just the way it is. Even for me. Yep.
0: Nope. But people buy millions of fake yeah. followers. Many yeah. politicians do that. Many celebrities do that. Yeah.
2: So, anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, sticking with the uh, social news. So, a new tool from Instagram is coming out to limit bullying and uh, spread kindness. So, Instagram is implementing this like machine learning to detect bullying and images and comments. Um, so, they rolled out like a bullying filter, and it's because of the bullying awareness month um, that we're in right now. Uh, and then once, so what happens is the, the machine learning application, uh, identifies a potential hurtful comment or image and it, then it will send it to their, you know, panel of review
1: and, uh,
2: it'll get chosen to, you know, get taken down or not. Which
1: I was, we were talking about this before, um, before the show, how I use Instagram, you know, I look at pretty pictures and then I log off. I spend like five minutes on it every day. Right. Um, Personally, that's just how I use it. Um, But I was reading another article that really dug deep into some of this, um, this, you know, the, the, the culture of, of bullying that has sort of sprung up around Instagram with some of the younger users. And it, it made me sad. So I'm pretty happy with Instagram and I guess by extension, Facebook um, for rolling this out. I think it's a good thing for their business. Yeah.
2: I mean, with, with the number
1: of, um, young
2: users on, you know, social media and it's growing and growing all the time, it's probably important to, you know, keep them at bay a little bit, you know, at least until they get down to the real world. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's almost unavoidable, but Instagram
1: is doing their, their part to prevent it, which I think is awesome. Well, and so I think what's, what's the fact, I mean, people forget Instagram is Facebook. So right. this is going to be coming to Facebook too, in some in some way or another, and likely going to be coming to Twitter at some point in some way or, one way or another. I mean, right. Twitter doesn't tend to have as many younger users as these, you know, as Instagram and Facebook. So maybe maybe not to Twitter, but I, I I'm curious. Good use of technology. I'm happy with it. We have anything else on the list? We have so much more on the list. John. Oh my! Oh my! Um, some HubSpot news. Just you know, a, little, re- a little quickie. Really hit. quick, yeah. yeah. HubSpot um just launched a new feature which allows you to scan business cards well so it turns out that this is not actually that new
0: i asked about it yesterday it's new to ios but it's been available on android since uh january
1: who uses android seriously but um what does it do tim well so you can you can scan um business cards and automatically creates a contact and adds it so and and
0: that that's definitely helpful i've had many people ask me for that
1: over the years and it's uh, it's when when you're if you're someone who goes to a lot of conferences mm-hmm. or if you're someone who do just a lot of business meetings, you, you lose business cards. It's so easy. You put I like in your old fashioned one. I like
0: the old fashioned way. I still have a stack of business. Well, I have like never growing stack of business cards by my desk that I intend to eventually Digitimes? enter into my CRM. Yeah, and haven't haven't gotten there yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is helpful. I should test it out. Pretty um, cool. All HubSpot. yeah, go, go HubSpot. Also, um, just really quick, if you're a Zoom user and a HubSpot user, you might find it. Um, you might find some joy in the fact that there is a Zoom HubSpot integration in beta uh, right now. I don't know if it's something you can sign up for. Um, there wasn't really much information on the website, but um, I'm pretty excited. Coming to a computer week. near you. Coming to a computer near you. And Ooh. does
0: this integrate with um, HubSpot's meetings tool? Um, I don't remember it
1: integrates. So for those who
0: don't know, Zoom is a video does. conferencing solution, It does, which we use at our agency with our clients and we're big fans.
1: We use, I mean, we we're yeah. on Zoom maybe three out of every, you, you know, three hours changed, out of every day. They change
2: the voice back. You see that? The Did way they? I'm pretty, that's what
1: I heard. All right. So
2: they, you know, <laughs> with
1: any video, you know, co-
0: or phone conferencing system, there's some sort of welcome thing. Right, and uh, they suddenly changed it on us last week, and it uh, it was upsetting. It really freaked us out. Yeah.
1: yeah, you get used to um, a voice; it's comforting to mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. and then um, when you when you don't hear it anymore, it's just it's, it's jarring. <laughs> yeah, who is this person worried. entering our space? <laughs> but um, anyway, so it uh, integrates so with HubSpot. That's cool. It integrates with uh, the CRM, with meetings, and also you can um, you can. Integrate your, your web. Yeah, you can do webinars through it, directly cool. through it. We'll link
0: to it in the show notes. I'm pretty excited. I think yeah, it's cool. Definitely.
2: Any yeah. other news on your radar, guys? Um, we have this Databox article. Databox. Databox. Data box. Okay. All right. What are you, British? All right. Data? Databox. <laughs> Databox. <laughs> oh, <laughs> data um, it's loading right now, but it features one of our own. Ooh. Sean, me, Henry. Huh. Way to go! You did yeah, it, Sean. Um, hang on, this, I'm sorry. This, do you have it? There you go, Tim. Here's all loaded up.
1: I do. I. Do. Oh, hold, hold, sorry. I so, so Sean I was interviewed s- for I this. <laughs> by mistake. Sean
2: was interviewed for this. Um, for, for something, talking about how he uses data box. Right, he clearly did not read the article. No, so I, <laughs> I was here when he did the interview.
0: So there were two no. things. You know, yeah. There were two things.
2: Oh, is this not this article? Yeah.
1: Okay. Then I, so, you know what? I didn't so read the article. There are two <laughs> data box articles featuring the wonderful Sean Henry. Um, the one that I was going to speak to is the fact that, uh, it's, um, 100 plus marketers share their link building. Techniques that work best. Uh, it's on the DataBox blog. We will, of course, link to it in the show notes. And Sean Henry, founder of Pepperland Marketing, um, shared a, a little bit about our approach to link building. Which, in the past, um, you know, to quote, to quote Sean, in the past we would create an article, publish it, and then seek out link building opportunities, opportunities as a part of the content promotion efforts. That rarely worked. Now we try to verify the link potential before creating content. Once we've completed keyword research for a client, we'll identify at least three to five good link prospects for each topic we plan to pursue and then brainstorm ways we can involve those prospects in the content creation process. And I mean, if you, if you are involved at all in link building, you know what a beast it can be. It's, it's, it's a challenging part of the, the marketing puzzle.
2: Although we have a growing link building queen on our
1: team. <laughs> link building Shout out to Kelsey. Yeah. Um, but Sean, you want to speak to that a little bit? Well,
0: I mean, we're, we're talking about an article that, you know, used some of my feedback and guess what? We're linking to the article. Yeah. I mean, this the show this,
1: notes, this article is a prime example of, yeah, of I that mean, they're,
0: they're excellent
1: at this. So like they, they've tapped
0: into this formula where they can use their customers to basically build their content for them and do it in a way where their customers are then going to link to that content and share that content on social media. So they're doing exactly what we're talking about. You know, they're involving their link prospects in the content creation process and they're getting links as a result.
1: And then just in addition to that, because I mean, a lot of the kind of stuff that DataBox puts out, on their blog, um, they're very, it's very tip oriented, very actionable kind mm-hmm. of advice, very quote heavy. Totally. Um, so it's stuff that in addition, you, you, you have that built in network of links that you get sort of right away from the creators. Um, but given a few weeks, a few months, and when people, other people start actually leveraging it mm-hmm. and start quoting it on their own websites, their own blogs, it's just growing more and more. Good stuff. Good stuff. So lightning round guys. We still don't have that sound effect. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull it up mm-hmm. again. Yeah, please God. Uh,
2: <laughs> first thing on here is YouTube cracks down on duplicate content videos, and I. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I noticed this actually when I was looking for the new Eminem album, <laughs> 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 and uh, you know people will take the featured image off a of video and, and post it from his page and create their own video to get the views, but they're taking that down. So it's first thing. Okay. I'll do the second one. Uh, this article title, I I read a little bit into it, but I encourage you to, um, click on it in the show notes. It's Facebook growth depends on Instagram. And I think that's, so does, is there a
0: correlation? Like does Instagram use Facebook's revenue growth or Facebook's
1: users? It's, um, I I didn't read this article, but I know a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Facebook's percent, the percentage of Facebook users and accounts has been, you know, it, it's not that it's been um, dropping lately, mm. but it's been slowing pretty substantially. I mean, they have how, however many, well, at least a billion users at this point, maybe like a trillion. I'm just kidding. I don't think there are a trillion people, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, but the growth to the Facebook company and the Facebook brand, like the, that, that investment potential is um, currently around Insta, you know, Instagram. Cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Any others on the list? What else we got? There are um there's a huge list of updates to Facebook. Um like just, just you know the, the updates coming the updates that will be coming up, it's really difficult to say in twenty nineteen. So haven't, haven't seen it.
0: Should I see it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll read it. Google benefits from GDPR. How? You can read. Oh, well, I guess we should All <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, lots of stuff. One thing we we did look at this week, but we didn't include, and we, we should in the, the show notes. Um, and this isn't new this week, but I have to stumble across it this week, is uh, the Search On series um, that oh, Google's yeah, yeah. released. Definitely recommend checking it out. So they created a, a series, a, a, what do they call it? A docu-series or mini-documentary, whatever you want to call it. Um, a little like five to eight minute um, mini-movies um, that tell like the human story behind what's happening with their technology, whether that's search or YouTube or, you know, you name it. And, um, it's pretty, uh, it's incredibly well done, but very it is. Like, yeah. You know, it's moving, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I loved it because it really helps us appreciate the impact that like, all of our marketing content has. So, you know, mm-hmm. Google is the tool and the technology that brings people to that content, mm-hmm. but it's the content that's having the impact. Right? right. So the first video is what it's the, somebody who's making a, what are the, it's, called?
1: it's like a, uh, this isn't the right word, but a prosthetic eye yeah. for their child, for their yeah. daughter.
0: And so it's, a, it's a, a dad, a, a, a young girl who was born with a, um, health issue. And, uh, you know, he used YouTube to learn how to make a prosthetic, I, for his child. and um you know, through researching online, just kind of went down that path and developed those skills, um, ended up launching a, a company that does that now, and it's just it's amazing. So um, really, really great series. definitely recommend checking that out.
2: I watched a clip of it
0: today, sort of <laughs> sort yeah. of yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's it's definitely cool.
2: Um, yeah no I, you know, there's I,
0: like the journey somebody goes on um, yeah. as they're thinking about a career and finding the right university to go to. And it's just interesting to think about that full journey that people go on. I think all marketers need to do that, like develop yep. empathy for their customers and, you know, what what's actually motivating them to do these things and the actual
1: path that they go on. And what's so interesting, especially with, with uh, you know, the, the episodes that I've watched, um, the the beginning of that journey is never what you would expect it to be. It's right. never where, yeah. you know, as a marketer, it's never, you know, it's or as a business It's not where you might expect um, the journey actually begins.
0: Never. Yeah. Well, that's our show. Lots of stuff this week. So definitely go to the show notes. uh, Check out some of these articles and updates on your own. Check out all of the articles. Yeah. I love it if you subscribe and left us a review. Um, If you do leave us a good review, let us know. We might send you a t-shirt. And um, we'll be back next Friday with whatever happens between now and then. Hopefully good things. We'll see you next week.